0: Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today, and we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a Beautiful Soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble is back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you, wherever you are listening from your phone, your home, your car your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support the Beautiful Soul Sunday Godcast podcast. Listen, I love and I appreciate each of you. And as always, I am sending big hearts and lots of love, even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So listen, keep it locked. Keep listening and subscribing to the Beautiful Soul Sunday podcast as I give you some news you can use. And that is none other than the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you had a blessed week on last week a week full of god's unmerited favor and blessings and can i just tell you that when you give your year, your month, your week, your day, your heart, your life, your family, listen, you're all when you give it to god, god will shine his absolute glory and favor in your life and he will shine it so brightly that men will have to stop and take Notice, listen, I am here to tell you, and that's exactly what happened to us on last week, really to our younger son. He is a teenager now, so I'm trying to refer to him as our younger son, not our baby son, even though he will always be my baby. I don't care how old he is, but a lot of you know that I am a basketball mom, and I've been a proud basketball mom since my older son played, and both of my boys have played basketball since they were very little guys. I mean, they both fell in love with the game, and I have, over the years, fallen in love with the game through them by watching them play. And, of course, they are both great players. And I feel like that is definitely one of the gifts, talents, and skills God has blessed them both with. And listen, I know that they are mine, but I'm here to tell you they are some ballers. And it's always exciting to watch them play. And although my older son graduated from high school years ago, my younger son is now playing high school ball. And of course, he loves the game. And as a sophomore, He starts varsity for his high school team, but recently his dad and I noticed, and even he noticed that he was starting to struggle a bit with his game, and we would talk to him about it, and he would always ask his dad to pray for him before every game, and my son always prays himself before his games, but he was still struggling a bit, although he would get a few shots off, and sometimes he would have a good game. But we knew that he wasn't playing to the full potential that we know he can play to and that we have actually watched him play to over the years. So we just kept telling him that his hard work would pay off because he does work hard and train during the off season. But every now and then, he would still struggle. Well, week before last, the coach didn't start him for whatever reason. And we noticed that when he got in the game, he started to play very well, even though he didn't start. And the next game, the coach didn't start him, and we noticed that he played well again. And he even said to us, you know, I kind of like not starting. He said, I mean, I like hearing my name called as a starting player and hearing them announce my height. But what he noticed and what we noticed is that by him not starting, It took some pressure off of him and coming into the game as what we call or what they call the sixth man, he was actually more relaxed and he was able to settle down and play his game. But on last week, our star player who normally averages 21 points a game, he was out for this particular game. So the coach put our son back in the starting lineup and he came in and let me tell you guys. He had an amazing game. He played amazing the entire game. And at the end of the game, our team was down by one point with literally one second left in the game. And one of the other players attempted to make a three-point shot. He missed, and when he missed, my son grabbed the ball and tried to tip the ball in, but he got fouled. So what that meant was that he was able to shoot. Two foul shots. And listen, he made both of his free throws and ended up winning the game for his team by one point with one second left in the game. And he scored 16 points overall. And everyone celebrated the victory. And my son had his first interview with the news media and they quoted him in the newspaper. And the first thing he said, guys, was this. I just want to thank God because I knew he would calm me down. Because listen, the auditorium was making so much noise from the opposing team and students, faculty, family and friends from our team who were both cheering and jeering. So he needed to calm down, concentrate on his game, and be able to sink both of his shots, which he did. And listen, we were so proud of him. And of course, as a mom, I was so proud of him. Yes, that he was able to make his free throws and win the game for his team. But what really brought me to tears is when I read the article in the newspaper the next day that he gave God glory first. And, you know, God really did cause our son to shine in that moment. And there was a frenzy of accolades on social media. And even after the game, my son said that while he was at the foul line, he began to thank God. And he said, Mom, that is the reason why I made my shots. And when he said that to me, it was at that particular moment that God spoke to me. And he said this, guys, and I want you to hear this. God said to me, when you give me glory in what you love to do, I will cause my glory to shine on you. When you give me glory in what you love to do, I will cause my glory to shine on you. That literally spoke volumes to me because do you realize what you can accomplish, not just in what you love to do, but in everything you do when you give God the glory for it? God will literally cause you to shine. When you glorify God in what you love to do, he will make sure that your love for him and giving him glory will not outshine the love and the favor that he has for you. And that is when God will cause the sun, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N to shine in your life. God will cause you to shine. And you know, I was thinking about that word, what it really means to shine. And anytime you think of shining, your mind probably first goes to what shines brightest, which is our magnificent sun, S-U-N, in our solar system. I mean, that sun is so bright, it has the ability to light up the entire universe. It is our great light and all it takes Is just a little light to illuminate and abolish darkness. When you shine, it means that there is a direct light hitting your entire being, causing you to glimmer, sparkle, glow, radiate, and shine. Watch this from the source that created the light in the first place. Oh, my goodness. In the book of Genesis chapter one, when God saw that this world was in darkness, the first thing He said was, "Let there be light." Genesis chapter one, verse one says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." Verse two says, "And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and Here is my zoom in verse in verse three. It says, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. That is one of the first things God said when he saw that there was a darkness in this world. And verse 4 says this, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So the world was dark. God said, Let there be light. Then he divided the light from the darkness. Because when light shows up, darkness cannot grasp it, understand it, or comprehend it. It has to be separated, which means that when light comes in contact with darkness, light stands out and overpowers its gloom, which means that when light enters a room or when light is exposed to darkness, when light touches darkness, when light comes within the same proximity of darkness, watch this. Iniquity, corruption, sin, wickedness, and evil all has to back up, period. So naturally, God put his light in this world to shine in the midst of darkness. And not only that, but God also shined his light on us once we decided to come out of darkness into his marvelous light. And actually, in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and this passage of scripture ties in together with the scripture that I read on last week. When I talked about being a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, because of who we are, that means that we are our own race of people and we are chosen to bring light in the midst of darkness. And guess what? God has chosen each of you to be that light. So listen, I am going to take a short break. When I come back, I am going to continue my discussion on when God causes the sun to shine in your life. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beautiful souls. So before the break, I was talking about us being believers in the body of Christ Being a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, and us being our own race of people that God has chosen to be a light in the midst of darkness. And the Bible says in St. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2 says, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 says, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So in Christ, in God, was a life, and that life is the light of men. Light in that verse of scripture means luminousness. That's kind of hard to say, (laughs) but to be illuminated. It means not just light, but fire and light. It means to shine or to make manifest. Now, before I read verse five of St. John chapter one, I just want to say that when God chooses to make you shine, And when he chooses to put his spotlight on you, what that means is that everything within you and everything about you is about to manifest and be pulled out of you so that men will see the greatness of God over your life and the hand of God on your life. Now, verse number five of St. John chapter one says, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So again, when light shows up in the midst of darkness, darkness cannot comprehend it or understand it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not even overpower it. What that means is that when light shows up in the midst of darkness, not only does darkness have to back up, but watch this, when light shows up, it causes the darkness to vanish away. And I am here to tell you that when God's light is shining in your life, God will do for you what absolutely no one else can do. He knows how to shake things up and turn things around in your favor. He likes to flex. Listen, God likes to boast and brag about doing things for you that absolutely no one else can do. And he enjoys doing those things that only he can do. When you put God first and when you glorify God in what you love to do, he will be sure to shine his glory in your life. So listen, allow God to illuminate your life. God can do absolutely anything and everything that he wants to do, but there are some things that God just cannot do. Oh, yes, God can do anything, anywhere, anytime, but did you know that there are some things that God cannot do? God cannot lie, he cannot fail, and he cannot lose, and his light cannot be dimmed. And once God has shined his light on you, And turn the light on for you. Listen, you can rejoice. But did you know that the light is not only for you to rejoice, but for others to also rejoice with you? Because there is a whole group of people who have not experienced that light. People who are still living in darkness that we may come into contact with every single day of our lives so we can rejoice in that light. But what are you doing with the light God has given you in order to be a beacon of light to shine in the midst of darkness? Because there are a lot of people walking around in this world and the light has not turned on for them yet. And a lot of times you don't have to hold a tent revival or go on a crusade. All you have to do is let your light so shine that men may see your good works. And listen, you can do that in so many ways, just by being kind or saying a kind word to someone or doing a good deed for someone. And you may not even have to necessarily do a good deed. How about just being nice, you know? My husband is really good for being in a drive through and paying for the person's order behind him. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times he has done that, like countless times whenever God speaks to him or lays it on his heart. And around the Christmas holidays, I was out shopping and I was in one particular store. And when I got ready to pay, the gentleman behind me told the cashier, I've got hers. I'm going to pay for hers and I'm going to pay for the gentleman behind me. And I was so caught off guard, and I just thought, wow. Oftentimes, my husband pays it forward. And that was an opportunity for my household to receive a blessing just by someone else being a light. So, listen, you can let your spiritual light shine in so many ways. And earlier, I talked about God shining his light on you, but today, Ask yourself what you are doing in order to shine your light on someone else. Because there are still a lot of people walking around who lack love, joy, hope, peace, simply because they do not have the love of Jesus Christ in their lives, which brings light. I mean, can you imagine walking around in a state of darkness spiritually? You know what it's like naturally. Like, have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you're fumbling around in the dark? Well, the first thing you want to do is turn the light on, right? And there are people who are spiritually in darkness and they need the light turned on for them spiritually. And it is up to us as believers to bring the light of Christ to those who are still in darkness, to see the light of God's glory in their lives so that they can also experience light in the midst of darkness. And you know, all it takes is just one light to allow God's glory and his spiritual illumination to bring light in the midst of darkness. In the Old Testament, when Moses was on top of the mountain, spending time with God, he said to God, show me your glory. That is actually found in Exodus chapter 33. And I'm going to read verses 18 through verse 23. This is Moses talking to God. He says, I beseech you or I beg you to show me your glory. Verse 19 says, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Verse 20 says, and he said, this is God talking to Moses, you cannot see my face for there shall no man see me and live. Verse 21 says, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me that thou shalt stand upon a rock. Verse 22 says, And it came to pass while my glory passed by that I will put you behind the rock and will cover you with my hand as I'm passing by. Verse 23 says, and I will take away my hand and you shall see behind me, but my face shall not be seen. And in Exodus chapter 34, verses 29 and 30, it says this, and I just absolutely love this. It says, and it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in Moses' hands, when he came down from the Mount, Moses didn't know it, but his face was shining. In verse 30 of Exodus chapter 34, it says, And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, or it shined, meaning that there was so much glory on him, and it shined so bright that the rays from the light coming off of his face were like horns. And the Bible says that the people were afraid to come near him. And horns are a symbol which is reflective of God's multifaceted powers. I mean, can you imagine that, that the rays were so vibrant, that were shining off of the face of Moses from him being in the presence of God, that the rays looked like horns I mean, no wonder they were afraid when they saw him. But I want to say this if we ever needed the radiant glory and power of God, listen, we need it now. We need it today because we are living in a day and time where our society needs the light of God and the power of God. And the same way God's glory was on the face of Moses. God wants us to allow His glory to shine on us in such a way that people on our jobs will experience it, those we come in contact with on a daily basis will experience it, and this world will experience the light and the love of Jesus Christ. In order to bring the hope of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, and the love of God. To those who are in darkness, we must allow the light of Christ to shine on others. In the book of Psalms 107 verses 13 and 14, it says, When they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses, verse 14 says, He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he broke their bands. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, this is where we find the light of the gospel, which is through verses 3 through 6 that I am going to read in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 3, it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So listen, God has shined on us so that we can let there be light in the lives of those who do not know Christ. So let there be light on your jobs. Listen, let there be light in the grocery store. Let there be light when you're driving your car. Let there be light at sporting events. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) Let there be light in your home, wherever you are and wherever you go. Listen, let there be light. And, you know, since we celebrated the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. this month, one of my favorite quotes from Dr. King is also a familiar quote that says darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. So if we want to see changes within our lives and the lives of others, if we want to see change within our community and our society and in this world, we as believers have to start with ourselves and make sure that we are being that light spiritually shining in the midst of darkness because if we want to see change, we have to be that change. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, because when you do, God's light will not just shine on you, but it will shine on those around you. So keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And listen, never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.